G'day and welcome back to Commodity Conversations by the team at Mercado, the podcast where we keep you up to date with latest trends, drivers and moves in livestock, grain and oil seed and fibre markets. My name is Ethan Woolley. Thanks for listening to episode 242. Persistent rainfall on much of the East Coast this autumn and winter has built the platform for another large lamb crop, so supply is well and truly on the rise. To run us through what this means for lamb and sheep markets as we approach spring, Rob Herman is joined this week by Mercado Livestock Analyst Jamie Lee Oldfield. Many of our listeners will know Jamie Lee from her weekly livestock analysis on Mercado, and the lamb caper is close to her heart, as among many of her responsibilities, managing a commercial sheep and cattle property in Coolac, New South Wales is one of them. Now, a quick update on the latest in commodity markets. To grains, and the wheat market has given up everything that it had gained since Russia pulled out of the Black Sea Grain Initiative, where previously continued skirmishes would add to volatility to wheat prices and potential moves upward. This hasn't been the case. Focus for grain will turn west from the conflict where the Northern Hemisphere harvest is underway. Row crop yield data will be closely observed as major exporters manage lower ending stocks in wheat. Meanwhile, supply continues to dominate discussions around the cattle market as slaughter numbers creep closer to the five-year average. With northern cattle mustering underway, the supply narrative is unlikely to shift. Those watching the markets will be keeping a close eye on the continued improvement of export pricing, particularly the 90CL into the US. For the lamb and sheep markets, I'll now hand over to Robert Herman and Jamie Lee Oldfield. Yes, Ethan, thank you very much. We're um, back with another Commodity Conversations, and um, here we are um, working away without Olivia. So um, you and I have got the pressure on us. But I was reading on Mercado, I think last week, and and the comments from Jamie Lee about the growing flock, the continued positive seasonal conditions, which so far this season means that all sides are pointing towards another big lamb crop in 2023. Uh, everyone's talking about the sheep and lamb market and, uh, and you know, it looks like supply will remain ample for the time being. So why didn't we do this before, Ethan? We've got Jamie Lee on the Commodity Conversations. Jamie, I think in our lead up, you said this is the first time. So welcome. Thanks, Rob. Lovely to be here. Um, I feel a bit embarrassed, really, because you've been... Um, you've been writing analysis articles for Mercado for some time now. How long have you been on the in the team? Oh gosh, that's putting me on the spot. Um, yeah. Are we three years going on? About three years, a bit more maybe. Yeah, yeah. and and look, your background is that um, you you're actually you said you've just fed the dogs to keep them quiet before you came on and recorded this. So you you're obviously on the farm. Just tell us a little bit about what you're doing now, and also your background in. Ag journalism, I suppose. Yeah, sure. So I'm based in uh, southern New South Wales, a little place called Coolac, just up the road from Wagga Wagga, um, on my uh, husband's family farm. We run um, a sheep stud here, along with um, some commercial sheep and cattle as well. Um, and, yeah, obviously um, my background is in ag journalism. I, um, I worked for print media, specifically ag stuff for about a decade before I um, yeah, made the move out of the city and, and uh, back to a farm, originally from a, from a station in South Australia. So 
Um, it wasn't all new to me, although um, it's a bit like chalk and cheese, cool lack compared to Mari. Um, so, yeah, now I just uh, still do a little bit of freelancing here and there. And I suppose um, many uh, attendances at, at markets and lots of look, looking at um, livestock specifically over my time as in ag publications um, sparked my interest for what I spend a bit of time doing now, which is working with you guys at Mercado, looking at how the markets are shaping up for sheep and cattle. Yes, well, it's, look, it's really, um, really appreciated what you do, Jamie Lee. And I just want to dig into this a little bit now, because if um, if we're looking at uh, the positive season, we know the flocks recovered after the drought, combine all this with the fact that um, lamb production's at record highs, um, I guess we could say lamb producers are facing a less than favourable outlook for this year. So we know the market is down year on year, but is it all due to supply pressure? Yeah, it's funny you say that, uh, Rob, because I was actually at a barbecue on Sunday and someone said to me, what's pushing the land market down? And I said, oh, there's too many of them. And another farmer said, oh, surely that's not all it is. But um, as we know, Rob, there's uh, little differences um, to every cycle, but uh, at the crux of it, it usually is a, a mainly supply and demand situation. So, um, yeah, as we know, um supply is uh, well and truly on the up and um, somewhat surprisingly to some processing in Australia has sort of been keeping up with that increased supply which is which is good news long term for us um, as as prime land producers exports where you know a lot of our sheep meat goes are, are keeping pace as well and, and growing quite uh, significantly um, specifically on the sheep front but they are up eight percent on the lamb front this year as well so we know the demand is still there however because of um, the different economic influences globally at the moment um, lots of different countries impacted the same as we are here within Australia with the higher cost of living and things like that um, our uh, valued trade partners in sheep meat are are pretty happy to be paying a little bit less than they have been. So while the demand is still there, they uh, the demand is probably at a lower price point than we might be accustomed to the last few years. Um, and I suppose that's, yeah, they can they can push that down because we do have the supply and, and we do need it to go somewhere. So, so in one of your recent articles, Jamie Lee, you quoted that uh, MLA was projecting some positivity around the growing flock and export markets what what were they noting in particular yeah well they were noting that global demand is still quite high um that hasn't gone anywhere even though they're um enjoying paying less for it people are still um, pretty keen to get their hands on um, some australian sheep meat um and obviously our growing flock um means that we're able to fill those markets um and we can keep our trade partners happy and they're not having to look elsewhere um for their lamb and mutton demands um, and that strong supply is expected con to continue now that our, our flock has rebuilt a bit and um, you know we're looking at at least another two to three years of of good supply of both lamb and mutton um, so that puts us in a good position and um, you know ahead of some of our competitors who may be struggling to fill markets waited with bated breath for the forecasts to come to fruition but so far um, seasonally things are still looking pretty positive for livestock producers um, across most of the country. 
Yeah, they are, and we'll um, we'll be watching the season very closely too. Um, our biggest competitor on global markets for the um, quality lamb products is New Zealand, and I noticed that uh, in one of their re- one of our recent articles, um, their flock's not growing like ours is. Um, is is that approach likely to be the right move, like tighten supply and push prices up, or is our expansionist model more likely to work? Yeah, it's hard to say with that one, Rob. I don't think uh, there's probably a lot of people in in the lamb industry in New Zealand who are purposely tightening up that supply. Um, They have a little bit more volatility with how their um, different industries interact, um, swinging around from, uh, you know, in particular, a lot of sheep production area has gone to dairy in recent decades in New Zealand. So, yeah, they are finding their flock... uh, shrinking because of that at the moment uh it is having perhaps that exact impact um their exports and production are a down year on year in contrast to ours but they are finding some resilience in their pricing um and uh much like us they're also you know that's supported by the fact that they've got a strong well the opposite of strong i suppose actually um a a lower um dollar at the moment which um, always helps with international trade Um, one of the interesting things I did uh, note when I was uh, having a look at the New Zealand flock at the moment that um, it used to be about 10 sheep to every one person in New Zealand so whilst their flock is um, has just creeped down below Australia's per per capita and and for space they uh, they still have a uh, very high number of sheep that is uh, that has dropped down to about one person per five sheep um, lately so it's about halved in in the last uh, couple of decades in comparison there's three sheep to every one Australian so they reckon so ah that's that's really interesting <laughs> um, interesting way to look at things now I know you spend um, a lot of your time or some of your time looking at mutton um, there are big volumes going through at the moment how does the and and we know that's um, it looks like in some parts of New South Wales we're even starting to see some sort of um, flock reduction based on on seasonal outlooks and that. How does the current throughput compare to recent times? Sheep producers particularly probably um, really enjoyed um, what some say is the cream of the crop that they've been getting a little bit um, of lately with that higher returns for their their coal sheep um, but that's uh, really gone in the opposite direction uh, mutton's uh, you know faring even worse than lamb um, recently unsurprisingly mutton slaughter is 60 percent higher for the year to date um, than it was last year so um, that's a substantial um, substantially higher number of sheep being processed um, and probably because of the cost and also um the markets that they're finding easiest to gain access to at the moment um, process have really been focusing on on getting mutton through the doors and out the other end um, this year, which is, um, I suppose, allowing them to put even more price pressure on sheep. Um, I suppose whilst we're still, I would say, you know, technically we haven't come full circle in the in the flock rebuild, um, there. There was an interesting um, stat in the latest AWI and MLA sheep producer intention survey where when you crunch the numbers, there was about a 10% swing away from old ewe retention um, when it comes to what producers were expecting to happen um, in their flock. And 
yeah, I, I think a lot to do, obviously, with pricing, but also with the, the seasonal forecast. Um, there'd been quite a big change over the past six months on what sheep producers had expected to do for the coming season. And a lot of them, um, if they were downsizing or, or you know, stopping a build up, it was getting rid of them um, older years. So MLA forecasting increased supply out to 2025. And I suppose we've got hanging over our head the risk of a dry time. We know if it gets dry in New South Wales up there, um, you know, sheep numbers can um, into the process can grow pretty quickly. Are you seeing any um, way that these prices can improve on these levels this year? Or are we just going to have to battle through and uh, and see what happens for next year? Yeah, there's not that many indications, Rob, that um, there will be much of a, a push upwards for the mutton price, I don't think. Um, I think from a domestic front, sheep producers um, actually probably got into a bit more of a uh, rhythm in terms of rebuilding on on property with their flocks because we did get to a point where mutton was record highs not that long ago and it was just too expensive for people to in their opinion to buy in and and so they bred up instead now um obviously you know once you sort of start doing that it's easier to continue so that as well as a um, higher flock numbers, um, that sort of change is potentially keeping restockers out of the market. There doesn't seem to be much restocking interest in sheep at all, and I can't see that really changing much into the spring at this point. Export-wise, however, in terms of um, slaughter, we pretty much export all our mutton. I think about 2% stays in Australia. Um, we've exported 50% more this year so far, and because it is at that generally cheaper price point, you know, as global economics influences, you know, perhaps tighten um, the, the spending belts in certain countries, um, you know, including like the Middle East and China and parts of Asia, um, you know, they could be more and more looking at our mutton um, rather than lamb. Um, so there is a little glimpse of hope in that um, aspect. Um, I'm not sure it'll have any impact in the short term this year but um it, it probably will hopefully keep that trade ticking over and stop too much downward pressure as as that sheep supply seems to be going to continue so i'm talking to jamie lee oldfield today and jamie's senior um red meat analyst i suppose we'd say in uh for mercado and it's really great to have you on the podcast jamie lee um i'm hearing what you're saying and i'm thinking that you know once again the family, the farm f uh, fortunes are going to be determined by productivity and efficiencies on the farm. And and you, as you said earlier, you're based at uh, Kulak in New South Wales. So let's cover off the old uh, farming questions. How's the season? Um, what are you up to at the moment? And uh, how many lambs have you got on the ground? <laughs> yeah, so um, seasonally looking really good here at Kulak. Had a pretty wet start to the winter when it dried off for a little bit. We uh, had 10 mils last week, which was just about spot on, although I was uh, further up in the central west yesterday and I know they missed out. So people are starting to look for rain. However, it has been wet enough that um, it's not going to take much for them to be, you know, fairly comfortable going into spring. It might not mm. be what we've uh, got used to the last couple of years, but I think it'll be... Um, yeah, there won't be any disasters on our hands, touch wood. 
Um, yeah, and you're dead right, Rob. We've um, we've just started lambing. As I said, we have a stud, so we've got uh, AI sheep um, that have uh, just started to lamb now. So we have a fair wing full in a ten day period. I think we're we've probably got about 120 on the ground and um, about double that still to go in the next few days. So yeah, we've been lucky not too many frosts um, since lambing started a week ago. So. Um, no, it's all it's all looking pretty positive um, here at Kulak for uh, for a big lamb crop. Like I'm sure many will be ready to experience. And um, yeah, like you say, um, there's maybe not too much positivity for producers to think about market wise. But um, yeah, hopefully, always things you can do on farm and and uh, in the office to try and uh, make the margins work a bit better in your favour. Well, look, it's been terrific talking to you, Jamie Lee. Thank you very much. I know um, I know you, you should know you're really appreciated for the analysis you provide to Mercado, and, uh, and it's a great partnership we have with you. So thanks very much for coming on, and we look forward to talking to you again soon in the future. Thanks so much, Rob. Speak soon. Appreciate it.